crossroads of empires, battleground of the ages, city of peace and of war. This is Jerusalem, where archaeology uncovers the empires of yesterday, where prophecy decodes the headlines of today. This is where history and prophecy come alive. This is Watch Jerusalem. Hello, welcome back to Watch Jerusalem. I'm your host, Brent Nachtigall of the Watch Jerusalem podcast. This is a program where each week we look at the latest in biblical archaeology or we look and look at what is happening in the Middle East in terms of the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. There are the two avenues of discussion on this program. I do think that we might have to put out two programs per week, one that focuses on the archaeological discoveries and another that focuses on the prophetically significant news. Just because there is so much happening right now, and this is to be expected, totally to be expected, as we do enter the latter times, and we do enter times where you can mark events that the Bible said is going to happen, very specific, and then look at your news and see see them happening, and, and know for yourself uh, how close we are along the chronology of events that were prophesied to take place thousands of years ago before the coming of the Messiah. And I think one specific prophecy that does separate, I would say, what what we produce and, and what uh, Watch Jerusalem and our sister publication, The Trumpet, both of those magazines and this program, of course, is headed up by Mr. Gerald Flurry and has been that way uh, since its founding, um, at least for The Trumpet, back 30 years ago. And one specific prophecy that does separate I would say, well, a lot of them do, but this one is one that can be extremely validated already, and that is the rise of Iran. The rise of Iran as the biblically prophesied king of the south, the king of the south mentioned in a critical prophecy in Daniel chapter 11. Daniel 11 and verse 40 talks about, in time of the end, you're going to have this king of the south that pushes against the king of the north, and that event, this push, which is a, 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 a geopolitical push, um, as it was anciently even, between the king of the south and the king of the north, that is going to incur the wrath of another power, uh, which is a, a reunited German-led Europe, which makes sense uh, in terms of geopolitics. And then that is going to lead to a cascade of events that, that culminate in the coming of the Messiah. And that's why Daniel 11 and verse 40 and identifying who the king of the south is is critical to know where we are in biblical prophecy. And for 30 years, Mr. Gerald Flurry has designated Iran and radical Islam as led by Iran specifically as this king of the south that is the pushy foreign power, which is the pushy, um, which is the pushy actor on the world scene that is definitely going to push the world towards World War Three. And then shortly thereafter, um, well, culminating that, the Messiah is coming to this earth where he will put down war and suffering and, and hardship and famine and, and all those things for good. And so there is good news at the end of this. However, there's not too many others, and I don't really know of any others, that are going to be talking about Iran fulfilling this role. Now, what is important and what is taking place right now is kind of a really interesting moment where the United States of America, led by Joe Biden, now, uh, at least the figurehead, it seems, is pushing pushing a pro-Iranian agenda. And this is taking place actively, 
And we have several articles this week and the past week about this uh, on Watch Jerusalem and how underneath Biden, billions are already arriving uh, in Iran's coffers to spend on what they normally spend their money on, funding terrorism, uh, promoting the Islamic revolution outside its borders. Remember the Islamic revolution that took place in 1979. It has no respect of borders. It is not a polit- does it does not adhere to staying in Iran's political boundaries. The whole revolution was to go as far as it could go across the world. That's the goal. And so we have the right now we have the Biden administration that is actively funding that already, although it's not being reported that much. Um, and you also have this media campaign that associates it, associates with it where you have the American intelligence agencies and American defense officials of the Biden administration coming together with mass media to push a narrative that is trying to make Iran look the same as Saudi Arabia and eventually Israel. Now, the Saudi Arabia play was was happening over all through the Biden administration, all through the Obama administration, uh, Obama's famous quote, I have it here, where he was attempting, uh, or in the Atlantic, I think this was April, yeah, April 2016, of this interview uh, with Jeffrey Goldberg. He said this about Saudi Arabia. Uh, the competition between the Saudis and the Iranians, which has helped to feed proxy wars and chaos in Syria and Iraq and in Yemen, requires us to say to our friends, that is the Saudis, as well as to the Iranians, that they need to find an effective way to share the neighborhood and institute some sort of cold peace. So what he's saying there is, it sounds good, share the neighborhood, Saudis, what are you, what are you doing? Why You're our ally, why don't you just share the neighborhood with Iran? And what, it's trying to, what he was trying to do through that, and through his, his general policy of raising Iran, was to, <clears throat> with his media campaign, was trying to sell Iran as not a uniquely evil entity. Or if they are evil, there's a reason that they are that way. And that's because the United States, and by extension Israel, hasn't been pushed, and the other allies, have been pushing Iran into a corner. And they have no response but to respond forcefully. And so there's a reason, yes, Iran's evil, but there's a reason they're that way. It's because of what we've done. And so Saudis, if you only shared the neighborhood, got along with Iran, the Iranian problem would be fixed forever. And so there was this false equivalency between what Saudi Arabia does and what Iran does as the king of the south, remember. The king of the south, the biblically prophesied entity that pushes the world towards World War III and eventually the Messiah's coming. And Obama's policy in the media and with billions of dollars, was to try and raise Iran, strengthen Iran, and at least in the media campaign, to put them on par with the Saudis. And we are seeing the same thing take place again today. Now, earlier on, in the past, I guess, two months or three months now that Joe Biden's been in power, we saw a push to try and throw out Saudi Arabia as being um, the an ally in good standing with the United States. The United States and Joe, Joe Biden said when he was well, when he was campaigning that he was going to make Saudi Arabia the pariah that it is. Saudi Arabia a pariah? What happens? Who do we normally call a pariah? We call Iran a pariah. So now Saudi Arabia, the, the ally of the United States, that's the pariah? 
and he has since kind of toned down a little bit of that rhetoric. Uh, however, events on the ground have shown that he believes this. And he, do, he did this and in conjunction with the media and in conjunction with the uh, in American intelligence agencies by the report that just came out about Khashoggi, the Saudi journalist that was killed in Turkey back in 2018 uh, by the Saudis in the Saudi consulate there. And they, all the facts about this have already come out. The report that Joe Biden just released, or at least the anonymous uh, group of intelligence agencies that, that released this report, all those facts were already out in 20, uh, 2019 or something like that. President Trump had already sanctioned several individuals. But the chief goal of this weaponization of the uh, American uh, in intelligence agencies and pushing this report was to blame Mohammed bin Salman who's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who's also a really strong anti-Iranian figure and an ally of President Trump, an ally of Benjamin Netanyahu and other, and the UAE, um, MB, MBZ is his name, I guess, um, the leader of the UAE. And so they want to really show through this report and through the other really um showing war crimes that the Saudis are doing inside Yemen, withdrawing support for that war, that again, Saudi Arabia is evil. Look what their, look what their leader does. He actually organizes the death and horrible death of a journalist. Why not? Why aren't we talking about the, the beheadings and the imprisonment of journalists in Iran? Well, that, that's old news. That's not important. Our goal, in terms of the Biden administration and also the media, is to push Saudi Arabia down into that dark, or at least make Saudi Arabia look uniquely evil, or if not uniquely evil, just as evil as Iran. Now it's happening to Israel. This policy is happening to Israel, and this is important. Uh, again, it is something that all the signs were there during the the Obama administration that this was the goal. Uh, was to, to degrade the relationship with the state of Israel, to provide some daylight uh, between the state of Israel and the United States. <clears throat> and this is something uh, that Obama sought to do. But now it's happening with the intelligence agencies also. I want to talk about an article that appeared in the Wall Street Journal on March 11th, 2021, just a few days ago. And the timing of this article, if you're just looking at it on face value, is bizarre. Why it was published right now, it's entitled Israeli Strikes Target, uh, Israeli Strikes Target Iranian Oil Bound for Syria, written by Gordon Lubold, Benoit, I think, Benny Foucault, maybe, he's, he, I think he's a Frenchman, and Felicia Swartz. She's located in Tel Aviv. Gordon Lubold, uh, he's located, I think he might be the Pentagon uh, reporter, or at least defense kind of for Wall Street Journal. He is an anti-Trumper. Uh, look at his Twitter feed, um, <clears throat> which is fine. You can do that if you want. But I'm trying to look at this piece, and I think it does well to look at, the, you do well to look at this piece by the Wall Street Journal. As a hit job by the ma mainstream media and also the defense establishment, the United States, directly designed to, again, create the equivalency 
between Israel, the American ally in the Middle East, longstanding democracy, holding the same values as most Americans. Uh, on one on one hand, you have them, and then you have the murderous, murderous Islamic Republic of Iran that is seeking to destroy Israel. And yet, what the Biden administration wants to do is put them on even par, make them make them the same, make it look like Israel and Iran are just involved in tit for tat uh, battles. They don't like them, and they don't like they don't like each other, and they're going to fight each other. And and Israel is in the is 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 in the wrong sometimes, and Iran is in the wrong sometimes. Iran's not uniquely evil; they're the same. They're all the same. They're all a bunch of people wanting power in the Middle East, and Israel is not necessarily defending itself. It is an aggressor. Now this article starts this way, and it's written from Washington which Washington, if you know, uh, has gone south. <laughs> the defense establishment, the intelligence agencies, um, uh, if it's something's written from Washington, it, it's hard and it's getting some, a, lot of, a lot of credibility like this story is. <clears throat> you need to look at it uh, with a discerning eye. Israel has targeted at least a dozen vessels bound for Syria and mostly carrying Iranian oil out of concern that petroleum profits are funding extremism in the Middle East, U.S., and regional officials say. <coughs> Since late 2019, Israel has used weaponry, including water mines, to strike Iranian vessels or those carrying Iranian cargo as they navigate towards Syria in the Red Sea and in other areas in the region. Iran has continued its oil trade with Syria, shipping billions of barrels and contravening U.S. sanctions against Iran and international sanctions against Syria. Some of the naval attacks also have targeted Iranian efforts to move other cargo, including weaponry, through the region, according to U.S. officials. The attacks on the tankers carrying Iranian oil haven't been previously disclosed. So notice this. You've got a report seemingly coming out of nowhere, and it's based on intelligence given to them by regional officials, which the article goes, to, goes on to show are Iranian. So Iranian regional officials and U.S. officials. So these are U.S. defense officials that are in the know about this. They are coming to the Wall Street Journal. This is not an investigative report. This is a leak this is a leak by the United States and Iran to the Wall Street Journal to put out a narrative. And what is the narrative? Israel is bad. Israel's been attacking Iranian ships, and they've been doing so for about a year and a half. Now, who stands to benefit from writing something like this, knowing that it was a leak? What does the Biden administration want to get out of this? Now, understand... Everybody that knew about, everyone concerned about this already knew. The, obviously, Iran knew Israel was attacking its ships. If it's done at least 12 in the past year and a half, they knew it was happening, but they were kind of largely silent about it. They didn't want to come out with it, the knowledge. It would look bad if Israel is, is targeting their ships and they're not doing anything back towards Israel. At least it would seem that way. Israel knew that they were attacking Iran, obviously. The United States knew that they were attacking Iran. This article goes on to show that uh, Israel had received, uh, it says this at the end, U.S. officials provided tacit U.S. support during the Trump administration for such attacks, according to one such familiar person 
uh, in this matter. So the United States obviously knew. They're the one that's leaked the story. They were for it in the Trump administration. And by that why the way that is written, it indicates that the Biden administration isn't all gung-ho for it. But the United States knows. These attacks took place in the Red Sea. Some of them did. So Saudi Arabia would know that Israel was attacking. And there was a story back in uh, late 2020 that um, <clears throat> of the transit of a Israeli Dolphin-class submarine through the Suez Canal and into the Persian Gulf, which might have been related to some of these attacks. But for that to happen, the Egyptians have to know. The Egyptians have to know that Israel was targeting U.S. Uh, uh, Iranian vessels. So everybody knows that Israel is doing this. The Iranians, the U.S., the Saudis, the Egyptians, and obviously the Israelis know uh, also. Syria would also know because it's their oil that's being jeopardized through this. So who doesn't know about this uh, March 11th story from the Wall Street Journal? You don't know. You don't know. People don't know. General public does not know that Israel has been targeting Iranian ships. So why why does the Washington uh, Wall Street Journal want to publish this? Well, the Wall Street Journal has been going the way the New York Times and the Washington Post. Normally, stories like this, they get leaked uh, from uh, the U.S. intelligence agencies towards uh, the Washington Post. But now the Wall Street Journal has joined the list, and they obviously want the the break, the breaking story as well. So there's something in it for them also. Just continuing in the article, it says this, The disclosure of the Israeli campaign at sea marks a new dimension in its campaign to counter Iran's military and economic entrenchment and its support of allied groups in the region. So just notice the terminology here. This Israeli attack, it's a, new, they're new, it's a new dimension, and it's countering Iran's military and economic entrenchment and support of allied groups. How about this movement by Israel is to counter uh, what Iran is doing with its terrorist proxies across the world? There's no, no, no mention of terrorism here. This is just one state actor with allies against another state actor with allies. It also comes after Israel has publicly accused Iran of attacking one of its ships. It did this recently. You would have would have seen this. This happened back on the twenty uh, was the twenty sixth. Yeah, the twenty sixth of February. The Israeli owned Helios Ray was struck by a mysterious explosion. Um, this was in the Sea of Oman, and it had to go to the UAE for repairs. And on March first, Israel blamed. Um, Israel blamed Iran for that attack. You also have the massive oil leak that took place off the coast of Israel, and that oil leak came from the Emerald, which was an Iranian-connected um, uh, ship en route to Syria to offload oil, which it did do. It offloaded oil. Now, just as a side point, all these oil shipments from Iran to Syria, they're illegal. They're not just illegal from U.S. Trump illegal sanctions. They're illegal by the United Nations Security Council. Syria cannot buy oil from Iran. It's the reason that the British impounded that ship uh, a year and a half ago, something like that. And um, eventually they let it go because Iran said they weren't going to give it to Syria, which they did. And then, so what you have here is the only state actor <clears throat> that is willing to stand up for international law to prevent um, these the, the Iranians from giving uh, this oil to Bashar al-Assad, whose civil war just 
eclipse 10 years with half a million people dead because of the Iranians, or in large part because of the Iranians, um, that's illegal and that should not happen. But it's left to Israel, Israel to try and at least up the ante for Iran to stop doing this, stop sending its oil to Syria to allow for the perpetuation of that regime that is killing civilians by the hundreds of thousands. It says a little bit about the United Nations Security Council and also about the nations that are willing to stand up to Iran. Now, what's interesting about this piece, this is Shipping Mysteries Grow, is Israel really attacking Iranian vessels? It came out yesterday by Seth Fransman. And he he look he's looking at this story appearing in the Wall Street Journal on February on March 12th and it came March 13th and you'll see it just today everywhere over the Israeli news there is reports that Israel targeted an Iranian cargo vessel another one now this time it's not oil it's a cargo vessel Israeli targeted it in the eastern Mediterranean and it was targeted back on March uh 9th or 10th <clears throat> I just want to uh, I just want to read about this from Seth Fransman. He's he's looking at this. The Wall Street Journal comes out with a story saying Israel is attacking everything. Two days earlier, Israel apparently attacks an Iranian Iranian vessel in a similar manner. A day after the 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 report uh, on the Wall Street Journal, Iran comes and says that yes, our vessel was attacked. He writes this. Now, Iran appears to be claiming that on March 9 or 10, its ship was attacked while going to Syria. Iran's ship did appear to drift around on March 10 in the waters 150 kilometers off the coast of Haifa, according to the analysis of the ship's route posted online. Then, the Wall Street Journal published its article on March 11. Considering, now he doesn't believe there's anything nefarious going on, but he knows there's something going on. Uh, with the Wall Street Journal article, considering the time it takes to research and run an article of this depth on historic shipping incidents, it would seem incredibly difficult for the article to have been written with any confirmed knowledge of the March 10 incident. Photos of a damaged Iranian ship that relate to the article show this Sabiti damaged in 2019. This leaves a mystery about the timing of the Wall Street Journal's article's appearance and Iran's immediate subsequent claims that its ship was struck the same week. Well, what do you know? What do you know? Wall Street Journal comes out with an article day after Iran says its ship was attacked and of an attack that took place two days earlier before the article. He says it's it's impossible that the Wall Street Journal is publishing this piece in the knowledge of the attack that just took place. It takes too much time to put together an article like this. (coughs) Unless unless the facts of that attack and also uh, the help with the article and help with the Iranian sources was given to the Wall Street Journal. I mean, it's a leak. It's a leak anyway, this story from the defense officials in the Biden administration that don't like Israel. And so is it any wonder that a day after you've got Iranians coming out and using that article as its little jumping off point to show that, oh, wow, Israel's attacking a container vessel. What's a container vessel got to do about Iran's terrorism? Israel is acting just like us. And it goes on, this other article goes on to use, say how Israel probably used limpet mines too. The same as what Iran uses. And so there is something going on here. And again, what is the purpose? Don't get stuck in the weeds of all the details, and I'll try not to lead you through the weeds. 
However, the purpose of the Biden administration and now in cahoots with the Wall Street Journal is to show that Israel is not the good party in its war against Iran, that Iran is not uniquely evil, that they are both one actor going against another, and if so, why are we funding Israel's defense? Why is Israel an ally of ours and Iran, who's just protecting itself, or at least acting the same way as the Saudis or the Israelis, why are they out in the cold? This is the narrative that was pushed under Barack Obama, and it is going to be pushed again uh, under Joe Biden with Barack Obama in the background. Now, again, the, the difference is now the Biden administration is gunning for Israel. It's gunning for Israel in this narrative war, not just the Saudis. The Saudis are the easy fruit. Why are they the easy, the low-hanging fruit, they say? Because American public opinion is already against the Saudis. Saudis, September 11. That's what everyone remembers. And so it's easy for ill-informed congressmen and senators to come and that have got a busy plate, uh, a lot of information on their, on their to-do list, to come and back America's withdrawal from uh, the, the Yemen war with the Saudis and so on and so forth. Um, it's, and it's easy to uh, the end the Saudi relationship or easier to end the Saudi relationship because American public opinion is already kind of, uh, doesn't really have a, 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 um, a side that it's barracking for when it comes to the Saudis. They don't, they don't, they largely would let that happen. But when it comes to Israel, Israel is still a very pro American position with the population and tablet magazine, and Lee Smith actually came out with an article on the same day that the Wall Street Journal came out with their article and went all in with the Obama deep state. And this was to expose uh, what Obama was doing through the nuclear deal. It wasn't just, as he would see, uh, a deal that reoriented the Middle East completely, where America's allies were now degraded, the relationship with America's allies were degraded, and Iran was strengthened. But that it was specifically designed to weed out pro-democratic relationships uh, or pro-Israel people, figures, inside the Democratic Party. It was part of a swing, an internal swing that Obama was was uh, instigating to remove Israel's support from the Democratic Party, which is very interesting because that has happened. That has happened completely already. This He, he says this at the end uh, of the article. By making the U.S.-Israel relationship toxic, meaning that if you're a pro-Iran deal, you were anti-Israel, and he said, you better get in line, we're pro-Iran, we're pro-Iran, we're pro-Iran deal in the Democratic Party, and if you're not, you're going to be targeted like Menendez was and others. He's, uh, he writes here, by making the U.S.-Israeli relationship toxic, Obama made the wing uh, that wing of the lep- of the party leprous, unmaking Jewish power within the Democratic Party meant permanently decoupling the United States from Israel by wedding Israel, uh, wedding America, sorry, to the most credible anti-Israel force in the Middle East, the Islamic Republic of Iran. It was through that deliberate political math that Obama's Democratic Party became the party of Iran. He writes, and so. He's trying to separate, and Obama and now Biden, they're trying to separate America from Israel completely by raising up the relationship with Iran. 
and by belittling the relationship with Israel. And the best way to do that is a narrative to show that they are equals, that Israel is, you're not a, an American ally that is defending itself from Iranian aggression, but rather they are both tit going back and forth or tit for tat. Israel blows up some boats. Iran blows up some boats. They're exactly the same. They're exactly the same. This is coming. You're going to have more of this narrative that's pushed. America is going to get stronger on Israel in this, in this administration for their human rights abuses. Why are we funding the, the military of, an, of a state that permanently uh, acts like an apartheid state uh, with the Palestinians? Wait for it. That is coming. That is coming. This is an article by Peter Beinart. Uh He's a notorious, he's far left, and, and uh, we all know that. He's writing for Jewish Currents here. This is on March 1st. <clears throat> but I'm reading this because I want you to show where the narrative is going. This is not mainstream position. It just became mainstream Wall Street Journal position that playing up Israel is the same as Iran in this. At least Israel's attacking their ships, so Iran is justif justified attacking Israeli ships. Remember, this story comes out just as Israel is claiming Iran is attacking, attacking its ships. That's what the Wall Street Journal piece is about. But where is it going? Where is it going? This is where it's going. You push a piece out like this, it's scoffed at by the Israeli, Israeli right, the Jewish right, and he's scoffed at as an anti-Semite. Um, but this is where United States policy is going. It says here, whether one examines Iran's defense spending, its support for terrorism, or its military intervention in other countries, the country's foreign policy is no more aggressive than those of Saudi Arabia, the UAE, or Israel, its chief regional competitors. Do you get that? This is a Jewish man right in the United States. He just had an interview with Peter, uh, with Ben Rhodes, one of Obama's uh, strategic advisors. It's still around, and they were they were loving each other. <laughs> they, it was it was a glorious uh, discussion. They were laughing about Israel said a number of anti-Semitic comments on that, blaming basically Israel's rejection of Obama as a racist attack, which is ridiculous. Um, but this is that's what the author was, was talking about with Ben Rhodes, and he's coming out and saying that Israel and the, the Iran, they're basically the same. In the Middle East, Iran is one brutal, Iran is one brutal self-interested Middle East power among others. What distinguishes it from its adversaries is not its male, male, uh, malevolence, but its independence from the United States. That's what's different. Israel has an ally in the United States, the Saudis have an ally in the in the uh, United States, the UAE has an has an ally in the United States. Why? They act the same way that Iran does, according to Peter Bynard. And they act the same way, at least we're heading that way, according to the Wall Street Journal and the information that was leaked to it from the American defense establishment, American intelligence establishment, the deep state. Uh, recognizing that Iran is no more destabilizing than its foes is not whataboutism, it is the precondition for a more effective and humane U.S. policy in the region. That's where we're going. 
That's where we're going. Secretary of State Blinken just said that we're going to, and Saki said this as well, the spokesperson at the White House, that we're going to start conditioning our support for these people, our allies, based on human rights, on our definition of human rights. Egypt, you're not exempt from this. Saudi Arabia, you're not exempt from this. And wait for it. The next one's going to be Israel. You're not exempt from this. There's a massive turn in opinion. And you can read this, and I'll leave it in the show notes if you want to. Rejoining the Iran nuclear deal is not enough, Peter Beinart writes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's shocking, but it is, it is a, it's just showing you where, where things are going. His conclusion says this. Uh, to help negotiate peace in ravaged nations like Syria and Yemen, the Biden administration must negotiate with Iran. It must treat the country not as a pariah, but as one with several ruthless, one of the several ruthless interventionist regimes whose interests must be accommodated if the proxy wars that have devastated the Middle East are to end. It must stop pretending that America's friends are any less aggressive than its foes. Right, so... In biblical terms of biblical prophecy, what does that mean? It means that this man and the Biden administration eventually here, they already believe this, but they, they have to be slow in pushing out this narrative. They have to craft the narrative. They have to become a storyteller to put out these stories that show Saudi Arabia evil as Iran. Easy, easy gain, that one. But Israel is evil as Iran. It's beginning. The PR campaign is beginning already. And at the end of the day, it is purposed. The purpose of this is to strengthen Iran or justify the strengthening of a relationship with Iran, a superpower of the world, the superpower of the world, backing Iran, the shift to that, supporting Iran with money and funds, just like it does Israel. Well, why not? And the degrading of the relationship with Israel. That's where this is all going. And in terms of biblical prophecy, it means... That, are, that the United States has a policy of actively empowering the king of the South. The king of the South to do what? What does that prophecy talk about? Daniel chapter 11 and verse 40. I will just read that for you right now, uh, just so that you're aware of, of what the, 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 the repercussions of the Iranian push are, because it shows you part of their strategy, and it has everything to do with the Red Sea passageway, the Mediterranean Sea, the reason that Israel is attacking these ships right now. It has everything to do with what the King of the South was prophesied to do uh, anciently. So you have the United States empowering the King of the South to push at Israel, to push at Europe, to push at the rest of the world. At the time of the end, this is Daniel 11, verse 40, the King of the South shall push at him, and the King of the North, which who is going to feel this specific push, which is a German-led Europe, shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, with horsemen, and with many, many ships, many ships, it says, and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. Why are there ships mentioned there? It's because Iran's policy, Iran's strategy for exporting its ideology of fanatical, radical Islam, Sharia law, taking over the world, starting in the Middle East, that is all about controlling 
the first part, the Red Sea passageway in the southern Mediterranean. And these are the very places that Israel has been attacking. Iranian influence. This is the reason Iran is backing and supporting the Houthis in Yemen, because they become the, the gatekeeper of the Red Sea. This is why, soon after the Muslim Brotherhood controlled Egypt, after Mubarak was pushed out by Barack Obama, that the Muslim Brotherhood's ties with Iran and Ahmadinejad were the closest that they've ever, Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt, the closest that they've ever been. Because Iran is going to end up controlling these, the Red Sea Passageway in the southern Mediterranean, and that control is going to lead a response from Europe to say, that's enough. You are uniquely evil, your regime. Your regime is uniquely pushing the world towards war. You are the aggressor. You are different to the Saudis and to Israel and so on. And eventually, Europe is going to respond. The United States isn't responding. Why doesn't the United States respond? The United States isn't mentioned in this prophecy. In part, it could be because the United States has given power to the King of the South. The United States is empowering Iran to make this biblically prophesied push. So when we see stories that come out that, that weaken Israel, I mean, if I was the Prime Minister of Israel and I'm reading this Wall Street Journal piece, I know exactly what it is. This is a hit piece from the United States to make Israel look just like the chief state sponsor of terrorism, Iran. It makes Israel defending itself from the regime that is actively working to produce a nuclear weapon to destroy Israel and others as an aggressor, an equal aggressor, not a defendant. That's what the prime minister must see when he reads a story like this. And it would be worrying. And that's why the Prime Minister is already at this time going to the Saudis, going to the UAE, trying to cobble together some type of uh, strategic relationship to fight back against Iran and to preserve a little bit of status quo in the Middle East as the United States kind of tips the balances, leans heavy on the Iranian side of the seesaw. And that is why eventually Israel is going to reach out to Europe for help. Europe will also, and it's waking up to this, to realize that it is on the hit list of the Iranians. It has done, it has been that way for a while. Um, but I think Europe is going to realize more fully just how much the United States is on Iran's side and how much that is <clears throat> empowering Iran to make this prophesied push against Europe. So this is, the, we live in interesting times. I mean, the biblical prophecy in here in Daniel verse 11 is for, verse 40 and all the way through to the end, rest of the chapter is all about these events in the time of the end that directly precipitate and lead to the coming of the Messiah. And it starts with a prophesied push by the Iranians. But who knew? Who knew as the United States, the ally of Israel, traditional ally of Israel that shares so much rich and warmth and fundamental, biblical, biblically-based values. Who knew it would be the United States that provides the ammunition, the funds, and the political cover, the PR 
for the Iranian regime to make that prophesied push. It's shocking. It's shocking. But as you see, more stories come out like this in American media. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised how the Biden administration is following on from the Barack Obama administration at pushing the world towards war through strengthening Iran and downplaying its ties and its ally with its ally Israel. If you want to understand more about these prophecies and what is in the mind of Barack Obama as he makes these moves that look that are the hard I would say on the on the on the surface to detect, but the reality on the ground is very real. Ask the Saudis and ask Israel that is now facing these attacks. You need to read our article on Watch Jerusalem. It's entitled The Barack Obama Mystery. It's a mystery to most why Barack Obama would seek to empower the radical Islamist regime in Iran and discredit and dissolve and break the brotherhood with Israel. That too was prophesied, though. It is a mystery, but you can understand that mystery by reading that article. Thanks very much for listening today, and I'll be with you next week. Next week.